we're talking about sleep apnea, which is a very popular topic. Uh, so uh, tell me about sleep apnea, or specifically obstructive sleep apnea, or OSA. Boy, that is a mouthful. We will get into it. So we're not going to talk. Uh, we're not going to talk on a on a, um, on a medical level. We're going to talk to the veterans in layman's terms, and we're going to get to the bottom of what exactly obstructive sleep apnea is. Okay. You want me to ask you? You want to talk a little bit about it? I'll let you talk. You get kind of excited about it. I do. I get excited about. It. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I snore, my wife told me I snore one time, and, and she said that uh, I might have sleep apnea. Do you, can you tell me about sleep apnea? <laughs> sure. Let me talk to you about sleep apnea. I get these questions all the time from, from lots of people. This is a popular topic. People want to know about sleep apnea. Uh, they, it's a little confusing because it's called obstructive sleep apnea. Uh, obstructive sleep apnea means that you have, you know, through your nose and your mouth, you have this oropharynx that goes down there into your, into your lungs. And in this pipe, where a windpipe that's going on down, you get some kind of obstruction. Okay. It can be caused by a deviated septum, something going out of whack. It can be caused by enlarged turbinates you know, inside your nose. It can be caused by uh, tonsils, enlarged tonsils, adenoids. It can be caused by just fat around your throat. Muscle too, though. Yeah, right? muscle yeah, too, yeah. muscle too. Uh, it can be caused by lots of stuff. But something is basically obstructing this thing. And so in, in order for, for you know, to, to get good air movement on in and out, it gets blocked, and that's why, you know, when you block something, it makes a noise. And so that's why when you're snoring and you, it's basically getting stuck there. So that's obstructive sleep apnea in a nutshell. We're going to talk a little bit more about it. But then there's also something called central sleep apnea. Central sleep apnea is very, very different. It's the same thing. Apnea is when you have these events where you can't breathe. And so central apnea, which is not nearly as common as, as obstructive sleep apnea, this one is where your brain is not, is just basically not telling your diaphragm to, Take a breath, and so it is a it is a neurological problem. It is a disconnect between the brain and the diaphragm, telling it to go. And uh, I happened to be in a surgery just just the other day, and uh, um, it's fantastic. They they implanted one of the first uh, clips one, uh, right there on the vagus nerve, so that when your brain uh, is not sending the signal down and you you have this apnea problem, it will actually have fire a little uh, electric shock, and it'll tell your body to start breathing again. So that's cool. So there's lots of cool stuff going on with sleep apnea. People would love to get rid of it because it is so stinking common out there. What exactly though, what are you looking for as a doctor for sleep apnea? Somebody does come in, seriously, they come in and tell you that my wife makes me sleep in another room because I snore so much. How do you diagnose sleep apnea? So whenever a patient comes and sees me and they say that uh, their spouse told them that they're snoring and they need to go be seen about it because the, they're gonna leave them if they don't stop snoring. Uh, so I usually ask them questions, right? Because uh, we have this questionnaire and scoring system called the Stop Bang Questionnaire. And so we'll ask questions like, uh, do you snore? You know, as, as your spouse told you snore, do you have episodes where you stop breathing? You know, do you have uh, excessive daytime sleepiness? You know, and from that, there's other questions that we'll ask to figure out how sleepy you are. And uh, based on that score, we'll determine how likely you are to have sleep apnea or not, and do you need a sleep study? So um, someone came in, comes in and sees you and you determine that they are warranted to get a sleep study, so take it from there. Okay, 
So one of the things I would do, uh, which, which, you know, by the time you come into us and you talk to us about sleep apnea, you usually got in a sleep study. We don't, we don't diagnose you. But when I would diagnose people, one of the things I would do is I would look inside their mouth. I would look and see there's a, there's a melon potty score where they try to see how much of your, um, of your oropharynx in the back is blocked by your soft palate and then blocked by your tongue. So we kind of try to see how crowded your mouth is, um, you know, to see how likely you are to have sleep apnea. One of the other things that we do is we look at an Epworth uh, sleep you know, uh, exam where we basically try to figure out how likely you are to fall asleep in certain situations throughout the day, like at a, stopped at a traffic light. Uh, if you're talking to your wife, how likely are you to fall asleep in the middle of the conversation if it's, you know, if it's interesting? Uh, how, how likely you are to fall asleep while you're watching TV and stuff like that? So we take that stop bang, we take the Epworth uh, sleep um, exam, and then we take the, the, the physical exam, the melon potty exam. We put them all together and we try to figure out how likely is this person to have, to have sleep apnea. And if, he, if we feel like you know, it's, it's something that's warranted, we send them for a sleep study. So the problem with the sleep study is sleep studies are not free. They're expensive. Um, and so before we do it, there's a couple different like, little tests and little things that we can do inside the, inside the clinic just to see if we should spend the money to, to evaluate you. Because not everybody who snores has sleep apnea. And a lot of people snore for a lot of different reasons, but it doesn't mean it's sleep apnea. So once they get to the point where, where the doctor has felt there's enough here, let's send them for a sleep study, they have two options for a sleep study. So they have, a, they have a, uh, an inpatient option and then they have a take-home. Um, the take-home, uh, you, you know, you, you do it at your own house and you get a good night's sleep and all that other stuff like that. That hasn't been so popular over the years, but with COVID, they've kind of started going that way. So now we see a lot more at-home sleep studies and then also the inpatient one where you come on in there into the clinic and they, they make you sleep overnight. And so, so there's that. Um, now that we've got you diagnosed with, with, with uh, sleep apnea, let's say that you, you, know, you get your sleep study and it says, yes, this person stopped breathing a couple times at night. They were either mild, moderate, or severe obstructive sleep apnea. Let's, let's get them a CPAP. So what exactly is a CPAP machine and how much fun is it to wear one of those things? Well, I'm glad you asked because uh, some doctor that I know made me get a sleep study and as a result, I wear a CPAP. It was him. Um, but so, that's because uh, he's got such a muscular neck. Sure, yeah. So uh, a CPAP uh, stands for Continuous Positive Airway Pressure. And essentially, uh, as he said, uh, obstructive sleep apnea is at some point uh, in your airway, there's an obstruction, you know, from your mouth to, you know, all the way down to your throat. So it's continuous positive pressure to get through that obstruction. And you wear it uh, ideally uh, every time that you sleep and for the entire duration of sleeping. And there's, uh, you know, lots of times people will picture it as, you know, the big, you know, Darth Vader mask, uh, but, you know, it is 2022 now, and they have uh, a big range of different types of CPAP masks, right? And so basically it's hooked up to a machine and it pushes uh, pressure uh, so that you can uh, breathe and uh, not snore while you sleep, get a good rest, uh, good night's sleep, and you wake up more refreshed. It decreases your risk of having other uh, conditions that can actually be serious. Yeah, of course. It can lead to a lot of different problems. That's why we treat it so serious. One of the things that, that, that I always find interesting is people will always come to, to me you know, through the VA system and they'll say, hey, I've got sleep apnea. First thing I look for is I look through the medical records and I try to find whether or not they've had a sleep study. The VA will send you for a sleep study. They won't send you for an endoscopy. They won't send you for a couple of things, but they will send you for a sleep study. And one of the reasons why they send you for that sleep study is because, like I said, not everybody who snores has it. And so when people, what, I, what we notice is people will say, I snore. 
people have noticed me stop breathing. I wake up coughing, uh, you know, choking for air, um, or I'm excessively tired during the day. If you don't get into that REM sleep, you know, at night, you're gonna be excessively tired during the day. So you can have all the symptoms of sleep apnea. If you don't have a sleep study, you're not connected for uh, for obstructive sleep apnea. Sometimes you'll go there and they'll say that, hey, this person is a heavy snorer, but it's not sleep apnea. And then at that point in time, our hands are kind of tied as medical examiners because you're not diagnosed with sleep apnea. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, so so, so that's, that's what happens. But let's say that we do get it. One of the questions that I always ask, you know, that, that's on the disability claim is, okay, you're diagnosed with sleep apnea. Do you wear your CPAP machine at night? And so that's one of the questions that, you know, they wanna know, did you get a CPAP? Because if the pulmonologist didn't think it was severe enough to give you a, a CPAP, then it's probably not that severe that you need to worry about it because they love to give CPAP machines. The other thing is, are you taking any medication at night to help you sleep? A lot of people don't know it, but if you do take muscle relaxers, you do take Ambien, you take some of this other stuff, it will actually cause some more laxity in the back of your throat and it'll cause you to, to actually exacerbate symptoms of sleep apnea. So uh, it's important to know, are you on a medication to help you sleep because that can be it. So what is sleep apnea not? When people come to me and say, I've got a problem sleeping, and I think it's sleep apnea, and, I, and I, I start asking them questions, and I find out this isn't really sleep apnea. This is insomnia, or this is nightmares. Not all sleep problems are sleep apnea. So what is, what is sleep apnea not? What have you seen? Uh, so uh, a litany of different things. Insomnia is kind of the most common thing, right? I cannot, like people say, I cannot get to sleep. You know, when I finally get to sleep, I kind of wake up right away, right? And that's usually not sleep apnea. You don't usually have trouble getting to sleep. It's not part of it. Restless leg syndrome or, or sleep movement disorders is very common, right? Um, you know, people will get to sleep just fine, but then they'll, they'll move around and they jerk around and they wake themselves up from that. Yeah. That's very common. Um, or other, you know, uh, REM sleep disorders are yeah. common. Um, so that's why the sleep study is important is because it, uh, it might not have obstructive sleep apnea, but it can identify other causes of sleep. Obviously, sleep is incredibly important yeah. to be healthy and uh, have, get a good night's rest. Yeah, one of the, one of the cases that, that I saw that was really interesting was the guy had uh, benign prostate hyper, uh, yeah, BPH. And so the problem with that was he had to get up and go to the bathroom every hour. Well, how, how good a sleep are you going to get if you're getting up every hour to go to the bathroom? And so, so just because you're having a difficulty time sleeping, difficult time sleeping, that's not necessarily obstructive sleep apnea. So that's why we get the sleep study. That's why we do it. So we talked about how, how we diagnose it. We talked about how we treated it. Um, why, some of the claims that I like to see um, you know, with, with sleep apnea, if they've got it on active duty, if they've got some kind of uh, deviated septum that's service-connected, if they have uh, um, you know, chronic sinus sinusitis that's, that's service-connected, they've got a problem with their sinus, that'll cause obstructive sleep apnea, um, enlarged tonsils, there's a couple of different things. Any kind of um, you know, uh, injury, to, you know, traumatic injury to the face will cause it as well. But I, I did want to talk about one thing that, that gets claimed all the time, and um, the VA will not service-connected for, and that is weight gain. So what, what can happen is, is people will have something like, like they might have PTSD, major depressive disorder, anxiety, they might have a lot of different things and they're on medication and the medication causes them to gain weight. And so I think we all know that, that a lot of the mental health medication will cause you to gain weight. And so what, you know, when you try to, when you try to uh, walk the dog on, on, on what causes sleep apnea, and it's usually weight gain, is, we haven't talked about that yet, but we will in a second, it's usually weight gain. What will happen is somebody will say, I have this mental health problem that's legitimate, I take this medication, which is legitimate, I gain weight, which is legitimate, and I have sleep apnea. And so I think it should be service-connected. 
one of the things that the VA um, doesn't necessarily like is is not be not everybody who takes that medication does gain weight and cause sleep apnea. You are much much more likely to to gain a weight on those different medications. You're much more likely to gain weight if you have a back injury. You're much more likely to gain weight if you have a knee injury, and those might all be service connected. But just weight gain doesn't necessarily correlate to service connected. So a lot of the times what the VA will tell you is. I understand that you're gaining weight, and I understand that, but your injury does not prevent you from doing like Pilates or doing or swimming or or having a, a caloric restrictive diet and stuff like that. Not everybody who gets this is, and so every case is a little bit is a little bit different. And so that is one of the things I've noticed with the VA is they do not like to give claims for weight gain, but. One of the reasons why weight gain is so important is because that really is honestly the, the number one thing that we see. Anybody with a BMI over 25, which, you know, I weighed myself today, I'm sitting at 26. Uh, but sleep apnea is caused by weight gain. And as you get older too, the muscles and the laxity in the back of your throat, everything kind of just, you know, it's, it's just more prone to get sleep apnea. And if we test every veteran, every veteran will probably most likely have sleep apnea as they get older. But it doesn't mean it's service connected. Right. So. That's something to keep in mind on why a lot of the times some of these claims are denied. And it's because unless you have a specific case that causes you to gain weight, the VA does not accept that as, as a cause for sleep apnea. So that's sleep apnea. I mean, central sleep apnea is pretty, you know, isn't very common and, and you know, that's a little bit different, but obstructive sleep apnea is like 95% of what we see. And unfortunately, the cause 95% of the time too is weight gain, so. So it's important while you're on active duty and you think you might have sleep apnea or you snore uh, or your, your spouse tells you that you have episodes where you stop breathing, it is important to get a sleep study at that time if you can. Yeah. Or see your doctor and see if you are, uh, you warrant a sleep study. Yeah. Yeah. And the VA, the VA will require a sleep study. You, yeah. you got to have a diagnosis to have it. And so, well, now we get to the point where... Uh, I, I my daughter here, Lily Wiper, she's going to come on up here and she's going to ask us a question uh, so she we can get to know each other just a little bit better. Let's see, how, did I lock this thing? There you go. Okay, Lily. Do you play sports in high school? If yes, what were they and did you enjoy it? You take that one. Go ahead. Uh, so I, uh, I played basketball in high school. Uh, I played uh, up until I was on JV and did not get picked up for uh, <laughs> for, for varsity. So, so a short-lived career there. I was uh, honestly not very good. Um, I could say that now looking back 20-something uh, years. Uh, I was not very good at basketball. I enjoyed it. But I did run cross-country and track. I ran uh, cross-country for four years, led it all four years, ran track uh, for four years. And I, uh, I did the pole vault, the one-mile run, and the two-mile run. And I was not very good at pole vault either, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, well, I played uh, football, basketball, and rugby. Uh, definitely rugby was my favorite uh, because uh, there was a lot less rules and you could hit people a lot more, and so I enjoyed doing that. Um, and uh, also, it's big in Europe, and so I like to tell people I play rugby when I go to Europe. So. <laughs> Okay, so now uh, we, we've talked a little bit about sleep apnea. That's by far one of the more one of the more common complaints that I see. I, I swear it seems like half the half the time it, it's about sleep apnea when I when I do these disability claims. So, um, if you have any questions specifically, 
put them down there in the comments section. Uh, email us, uh, you know, the email, thedisabilitydoctors at gmail.com. It, it's there. Uh, go to our website, the Disability Doctors. Um, get on there and, and ask some questions. You know, look at some of our other videos. We have uh, videos where we talk uh, about lots of different claims. We talk about asthma, erectile dysfunction. We talk about migraines. We talk about, you know, GERD. Lots of different things on there. Just, just go on there, click on some of the videos. Um, in order to get uh, to make these videos, we need to get likes and we need to get people to subscribe so that we can make more of them and get them out to more people. So, so click the, the like and subscribe button. Leave some comments in the, in the section below and, and come to our website. Yeah. So we're the Disability Doctors and thanks for coming with us and talking about obstructive sleep apnea. Thanks.